I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy night? 1920s. New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. You're listening to Muses and Stuff, the podcast that celebrates those who live, love, and breathe rock and roll. From the incredible groupies, girlfriends, and wives who went after what and who they wanted, to the journalists, photographers, and other behind-the-scenes characters who play such an important part in rock and roll history. We are your hosts, Shanti and Lynx. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. This episode is brought to you by Electrified Porcupine, bringing you the best in collectibles, movies, music, wrestling, gaming, and more. Check it out at electrifiedporcupine.com. Hey there, this is Christian Swain from the Rock and Roll Archaeology Project. Rock and Roll Archaeology, what's that you say? We are a podcast network dedicated to digging deep into the amazing music that exploded out of the second half of the 20th century. We believe the music, culture, and technology wove together, and it is an important story of history as, say, the Italian Renaissance or the Impressionists of Paris. We have six shows, all with a different side of this incredible time. 
Rock Talk with myself and host Peter Ferrioli. Real Rock, and that's R-E-E-L, hosted by Andy King. Vinyl Snob with the legendary Dave Whitaker. Rock and Roll Librarian with the headmistress herself, Shelley Sorensen. Deeper Digs in Rock, where I interview famous rock and roll personalities and the people who scribe the times and events. And finally, our full telling of the history of rock and roll, the Rock and Roll Archaeology Podcast, which started it all. Find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So let's get back to Between the Sheets of Rock and Roll with Shanty and Lynx and Muses and Stuff. Hey everyone, we've got a great show for you today. It's our first interview of the new year, and we couldn't have asked for a better guest. This week, we talked to Avery Florence, a Toronto-based artist. Avery's EP, January, which was recorded live off the floor, was released earlier this year, in January. And let me tell you, it is so good. When Avery walked in to record, Lynx and I knew right away that this would lead to a great friendship. In this episode, we talk about getting back to your inner child, women feeling confident and taking on leadership roles, the magic and fun of house parties, and how we all have to host one together, what it means to follow your philosophy, and why she considers herself a fangirl. Avery came armed with her keyboard, and in the muses and stuff first, performed a song for us at the end of the episode. You can see the music video for the song, and this is the music video that we talk a lot about during the episode, Woke Up This Morning, which is on YouTube. You can find all of Avery's music on Spotify, on iTunes, or her website, or like she said, just send her a message, and she'll send you some of her songs. I read a comment under her video that said, This woman is absolute dynamite. I have a tendency to find up-and-comers before they blow up, and I'm putting all my money on Avery Florence. So are we. She is definitely one to watch. You can see Avery at the Dakota Tavern on April 4th. I'll be there. Links will be there. And we would love to see you there too. Enjoy the show. So we are sitting here today with Avery Florence. Thanks for having me. And this is really lovely because... When somebody comes to your house for the first time to record an episode, you never know what they're going to be like. I mean, you can have a vibe of who they are based on the music that you put on online. We checked out your videos and listened to your music. But I think that this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Me too. So happy I live right near you guys too. Yeah, perfect. It's perfect. We live in the same neighborhood. So, veg heads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Veghead, the unofficial sponsor <laughs> yeah, exactly. for this episode. Um, actually, this neighborhood was voted like best, like most populated musicians in uh, the world or something. Really? Yeah. I have to look up. I would have to look up exactly what study it was, but like it was a, a legit thing. That like, was actually per- Shanti's personal study. <laughs> it's my personal study. <laughs> Leaving your door unlocked like <laughs> musicians welcome. <laughs> exactly. No, my favorite bars to perform at are in this area. Like I love the Dakota Tavern and Painted Lady. Oh, I love the Dakota, and I walk by the Painted Lady all the time, but I've never actually walked in there before. It's cool. It's the really Dakota nice. have a show April 4th. Oh, 
perfect. I'll be there. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's my favorite. So it just feels like a hometown bar. Even though I'm from Toronto, it feels like uh, like I was returning to like a small town, you know? Wonderful. So that kind of brings us to our first question. And so you are based out of Toronto. You lived in Montreal. Mm-hmm. So just introduce yourself to our listeners, please. Okay. So my name is Avery Florence. Grew up, like, born and raised Toronto. Um, and actually, I didn't get into music until just about, like, six years ago. When I went to, I was doing my undergrad in business at Dalhousie and I just felt like very unfulfilled by it and um, I was just kind of bored. So uh, someone was like, why don't you, you know how everybody has like guitar on their list. So I was like, I'm going to like try to play guitar. And then within two weeks, I just started writing songs um, and I would like perform them to my roommates and they would like, I'd make them close their eyes and they would like applause for me. And then just from there, it just became like more of like a passion to start performing um, and then about two years ago, I decided like, okay, I'm going to like come out as Avery Florence and start performing. And Montreal, I've always had this like crush on. And then last year I was, I just got, you know, when you got like a seed of an idea and then it really like you put it out in the universe and then it happens. Now, like, I feel like just stuff is happening. An inspired in thought is what uh, we call that. And it's yeah, totally. And like when I'm there, I, I get the, like so much more of that. Um, so I lived there for a few months this year and now like, Really, things are happening. Like, I'm performing my first festival out there in the summer. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. I'm really excited. Feist is on it, too. Nice. Nice. I'm excited. That's so incredible that it is, like, a passion that came to you kind of later. Usually, you hear, like, oh, I started writing when I was, like, six or seven. Yeah. It's a nice um, reminder. Like, it's never too late to, like, discover new things and you know, see where they can take you. Exactly. And I try to do that. Like anything that makes you a little bit curious, like you could unbury like so many more passions in your life. So like, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. Here you go. Thanks. Right. Well, I was going to ask you what was that formidable music moment that you had, but you just kind of told us. So, how about you tell us a little bit about um, what kind of music you loved growing up and where where you sort of came from in cool. that outlet. When did you discover that you had a voice? Yeah. Right. Like, as a girl, you got a voice. Yeah, Thank you. I, I know. It's like, now I love singing. It's like my favorite thing to do, obviously. When I was little, I was into it. You know, like when you go through life, you're like trying to get back to like where you were. 100%. You know? Yes. I feel like I lost myself from the ages of like, eight to like now <laughs> yes high school did that for me I don't know who I was in high school and it's yeah fuck yes I, I think for me it was like I moved schools a lot and like I didn't like really love I, I think when I was younger I like I thought I was a lion like literally I, I would like roar instead of talking like I was very much like I didn't even need like friends really I was very just like independent and like sort of like a leader and then I just like lost that for like a long time <laughs> I know that's, I have that doesn't sound. You're yeah. answering all of our questions. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. That's amazing. Oh yeah. I love it. Keep going. Keep going. Okay, great. Like literally, the nursery center turned, or like nur- like where the they made Barbies turned into like a jungle. That's like amazing. my claim to fame. But then I stopped for a long time. I think just switching schools like kind of took away like a lot of my confidence, mm-hmm. and just like, um, yeah. So then finding music again at like 21, just even a- being like made me able to talk about things that I I never was able to talk about like things like everybody like a parent's divorce or like a bad breakup or just your own feelings so 
that's been like my music is inspired by like my emotions and like how I perceive the world. Um, yeah, but listening to music, I guess I grew up. My dad's favorite songs are like women and songs one through seven. <gasps> <laughs> you can have him in next. Um, and then I got really into very classic, like gone to Pink Floyd in university. Um, but I really like everything. Like I love new old, like really like, I wouldn't say like, I don't like one genre. I like you sort of found a new way to like roar, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's incredible the amount of, the kind of confidence that children have. And so I've been saying this for a long time, just finding that spirit of that little girl who is eight years old. How did she see herself? What did she see for herself? Yeah. And um, I've never felt closer to that than I have, like, you know, in the past, say, 10, 15 years. So it's really nice to see that. I like that phrasing of that. Yeah. So like, just get back into like, it feels like a different life, but it was your life. So it's like almost before you became too much of a conscience being like, what were totally. you? Totally. Yeah. You really could become like detached from your like old self mm-hmm. at some weird point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, the reason why we laughed really hard was when you said this word leader was because <laughs> I, I, before I even read that word associated with your name, I went, man, like, she seems like a real leader. Um, So it was when I was, uh, when I was reading about what you do at the Dakota Tavern, which we'd like you to expand on a little bit more, um, how you organized house shows, things like that. I went, man, like, what a leader. I wonder if she's always been like that. And then I actually read something that said that, and then you said it. So I really love that you have that, um, like, confidence in yourself. And so I was just wondering, were you always like that? Were you always a little lion? But you answered it. You yeah. are. And that's so cool. And where did you learn that? Do you have siblings? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a baby. I have two siblings. Um, I wouldn't say I was always, though. Or like even if I appeared that way, I didn't feel that way. And I, I still definitely go back and forth with that. But I found like with music, it's something that I like, – it's hard to find things that you consistently believe in and like – something about music like is the closest thing to me for like fate and magic and like all those words because I wouldn't say I'm like I mean I'm spiritual but I don't believe in like fate or things happen for a reason I wish I did because I think it'd make more sense of some things (laughs) um but music has enabled me to like step into myself like recording my album was like the most just like peacefully um confident I've ever felt like I didn't feel like I had to force it or like I was being a jerk or I felt embarrassed or guilty. Like I just, it was very natural, like a natural leader. And that's how I feel when it comes to music. And that's beautiful. And like, so when you were recording, you must've felt like I deserve this. I deserve to be here. And I think that can be kind of a problem with, especially women sometimes like owning Mm -hmm. the space and just really taking you know, like having the confidence that I deserve to be here just as much as or more as anybody else. So that's really fantastic yeah. to to hear that. Because it can be scary, like, because I was recording with musicians that were super experienced, like have been musicians since they were eight years old. Mm-hmm. And just like, even just the way they can articulate is so like, I'll be like, can you play angelic keys or not be able to really like give an example of a reference right off the top of my head. But everybody comes at everything from their own life. Like, even the fact sometimes I'm like, oh, like, do I deserve to do this? Like, I've only been at it for a few years when some people have been at it for so much longer than me. But it's like everybody's been through their life doing other things, you know, and like their struggles and finding their path. So I try to kind of like remember that. 
So when I stepped into the studio, like, yes, that's an amazing drummer, amazing guitarist, but these are my songs and this is like, they are already written. Like we just need to make them come to life. Yeah. You know? And music (laughs) is such a like, or it should be a great kind of collaboration with like so many different people who are passionate about like their specific role in that. And yeah, I mean, there is a leader, of course, and they're your songs, but it's it's about like learning from others at the same time and them learning from you. And it's such a that's why I really loved making this album, because so much of the work of like, I guess a lot if you're an entrepreneur or anything, it's so much of it is solo. So it was so refreshing to really make this album like together because we were, we practiced for two days and then we just all went into the studio and it really just felt like a group thing like everybody's passionate about it and you can like just he- I think you can really hear that in the music yeah and you can't do anything alone like today actually I was thinking about the word network and like it's like a net like you there's nobody in there that like is solo or like because sometimes you feel like you're trying to climb to the top or like and it feels like social climber ish mm-hmm. but like at the same time it's like everybody needs each other and like you're just kind of finding your way to like find that person that you, like you connect with and like that is going to help you like fulfill whatever you want to. Ah, oh, that's so good. Yeah, you got to be a team player to like get anywhere too. For sure, and it can be that can be hard. But if you find the right team, then it's like then it works. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to answer the next question? Yeah, just about um, like the Dakota and about house shows and about like the other things that you're involved with um, when you're not recording albums and just like yeah, like. Going from busking to house shows and what do you like all of that? That's stuff. the best. Jam on that. That's the best. Um, busking was my it was my first time busking in Montreal this summer, and like it's played out actually so nicely because I just went on tour and when I was in Montreal, I played with people that I met busking and who aren't, like we're actually going to record another EP in a couple months. Um, but the Dakota started. Um, I actually was really inspired by do you know Jason Colette? He's a songwriter, yeah, mm-hmm. so he does this thing called the Basement Review. And I was doing the door at the Dakota, kind of like to get into the Dakota. <laughs> yeah, I like, feel like I tricked them. but That's how you do it. No, yeah. no, no, that's how you do it. <laughs> um, I feel like I tricked them because on, I asked for January 2nd, which is like a lame night, but it's my birthday. So I was able to bring out a lot of people. <laughs> and it just seemed like I was like super like a popular musician. But anyway, so then they gave me a monthly. And I wanted it to be like sort of just a way for me to reach out to musicians that I like in the city and then collaborate with them. So every month I would have different musicians and like we would collaborate on a couple of songs and then showcase them. And then they would bring their audience out. I bring my audience out and just like, it was really fun. We always would go to the, there's like a little back room and we do like a little warm up and just like, I love it there. It just feels very like community there. Yeah. Like it was just as much like the performers, but like, and the audience, like you need, it's all symbiotic. Like you need that vibe. Do you have like a list of Toronto artists that like you hope to maybe like reach out to later? And- yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Wonderful. Yeah, it like it just I think it just works for everybody because everyone's looking for a community. Yeah. And what was busking like? Like, how do you get the nerve to like go out there? And it's like a different environment. I mean, you go to a bar and a show like people expect to hear music. It's a little mm-hmm. different when you're like trying to perform for people who are like going about their day. And- I know. But there's something so, like, anonymous about it. Like, especially, I would ha- have more trouble, I think, doing it in Toronto where, like, I could run into, like, my uncle's friend or something, you know? It just... And I also feel like in Montreal and a lot of other places, busking is, like, it's not as, like, looked down upon. Yeah. 
I agree. I was in England this summer with my friend uh, Simeon, and she was all over Camden Town busking, and she brought me all over London, and you get a license to do it, and they give you a little um, carpet to stand on, and people enjoy it, and they like cool. it, and and I feel sometimes in Toronto, like, buskers are kind of seen like a nuisance, or like, oh, poor them, like, they need to beg for the money, or, you know, and it's like, yeah. it's not that at all. It's actually just another kind of exchange. We're outside, we're playing music, like, it's... Yeah, don't you love that? a different feel yeah and it, but yeah. I, sometimes i see it in toronto like i was just in kensington a few days ago i'm like mm, and it felt like spring that's like, yeah that's the one yeah play. and there's a guy just like he had these beats and he was playing saxophone and it just like it added so much to like the experience of just like walking down the street for sure it's like adding a soundtrack to your day you yeah know? yeah it's like walking in a movie your own movie yeah yeah, yeah. it's really cool and what i would what i would do though to i would give myself like a pep talk before i would busk like i'd literally open up my arms as wide as i could and be like I'm here to like give because that's the only way you receive like mm-hmm. but, and everybody's looking to, obviously to receive you can't just like give and give and actually Chris Martin I went to go see Coldplay a few months ago <gasps> and he's my inspiration for performing now like he gave because you're looking at him you're like you are the luckiest dude ever like there's 80,000 people here who are like here to see you but he was giving so much and I was like whoa like that's amazing and he really like took over the energy in there um I saw Coldplay, uh, when did I see them? In like maybe 2010 or something. And it was such an incredible show. Like I love Coldplay's first like four albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe even five. So I was a big fan of them. And then all of a sudden I was just like, they're too commercial. Right. And then I totally gave up on them. But you know what? Like I should go back and go give, back. Them an, give them another Because that's how I felt again. even going to the concert. I was like, is this going to be, I should have gone to the Viva La Vida tour like before that. Yeah. But I, I actually loved. listening at Viva La Vida. Yeah. But they're. Like, their new stuff, if you hear it live, like, it just makes sense. Like, they're really just trying to, like, bring hope to people. And, like, and I, I have goosebumps thinking about that show. Like, And I also think that they have a bad rep just for being commercial. But if you, like, if nobody heard of Coldplay, out. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you'd be like, you have to hear of Coldplay. Like, they got less, like, their musicianship went down ever since they started trying to appeal to, like, honestly, like, I, this, well, all of the stuff has been through my head and I've just shit on them for a while. So I think, okay, it's hard not to. Me. I'll go back. Go it back, go back. It is weird how, like, in general, people tend to uh, start to look down on bands the more success they get. Like, it's their fault that people are enjoying their music. Somehow. Yeah. I th- but it's, it, like, I catch myself doing it all yeah, the time. It's, it's like, something everyone does. It's, it's a strange... Yeah. Like, when you think about, like, what's behind that, that's, that's an interesting thing. It's crazy. And, like, you can, that's what scares me. It's, like, you can reach a, like... Hopefully, you do reach, like, a level of success. But, like, that can just be... People, like, want to claw you down, like... Yeah. Like, it's like lobsters, you know? Like, they're all, like, trying to get to the top. Like, they're trying to, like, bring you down. And, like, what amount of success is, like, good? And then what amount is, like, too much, too much, Yeah, you know? it's even, like, Justin Timberlake at the... I didn't even watch it. But, like, that people were just, like, shitting on his performance. Like, NSYNC didn't come out, all this stuff. It's just, like, oh, my God, it's Justin Timberlake. Like, could you do the Super Bowl three times? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't... You know? Yeah, I think with Coldplay, it was just, like, I really was listening to them when I was 15 years old Mm. and that's such a a weird and important part in your life and I think that I was especially sensitive then and so their music really affected me and always did and I've just never like after the first three albums nothing just touched me Mm. like from them that I've ever heard and then just hearing things on the radio and then I think because when that mindset just goes there and you just like perpetuate it more then then I was just I was just watering those seeds and Mm. then that that that's what was growing was a bit of a negativity towards them. I felt like that before so, I saw them even. You know what? I'll I'll rethink that. Yeah. I try to be really careful with that. Uh, 
like because you can really so easily shit on like pop stars or all this stuff but it's like everybody is just unless they're like really causing harm like everybody is just like you have to work so hard to get to that level and that's what we try to promote we try to promote like no negativity and anytime anybody writes which isn't often like something negative about one of the people that we talked about in an episode we'll like politely remind them that it's a (laughs) like it's a space to build people up right Um, <laughs> that was like a very direct stare. No, I was just thinking you're so good at, and you're so good at like dealing with people too. You're just like, you're the one that's kind of like, we respectfully, <laughs> we know that you are entitled to your opinion, yeah. but we decline. Say it elsewhere. <laughs> and we're deleting this now. <laughs> Aww. But we're all human. Like we just have to all check ourselves all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all can grow in different ways. Yeah. It's like we're always growing. Um, <laughs> we are. I wanted to talk a little bit about your, like, DIY kind of shows. Oh, yeah. Um, what's that like? Well, we can have one right now. <laughs> yeah. It's, about it, my keyboard. It's when she shows up with her keyboard and is uh, like... <laughs> just open, unlock doors. And... Yeah, exactly. It's like, do you want me to play here? <laughs> well, are, do you guys play music? Um, I grew up bit. playing the piano, so cool. I can read music. Oh, nice. um, I hated going to the piano recitals. I can play the guitar. <laughs> I can play hey. a little bit of everything, yeah. not well. That's so I'm well. just I, I I got to a point in my life where I went. I'm just gonna leave it up to the pros. I'm not. No, I'm <laughs> just gonna mm-hmm. listen. I play enjoy guitar. It. I'm like talk. Fun, I'll I'm talk home. about it. But yeah, I don't think I could get up on a stage, at least at this point. I would yeah. have to like work a little extra. But like. I, I was like, where was I going with that? But, th- like, my favorite shows, like, I'm putting that in quotations, have been, like, on camping trips with my girlfriends or, like, singing a friend to sleep. You know, like, because for me, it's like, they're closing their eyes. It's almost like I'm just a voice. There's nothing else, like, there. So I find house concerts, it's very, like, what we're even talking about, just, like, it depends on the audience and the artist, too. It's, like, very much, like, you, it, everybody has to be feeling it. Yeah. So that's what I love about do-it-yourself concerts. I was telling Shanti earlier, I have an old friend who I know has had really great success. He, like, travels Europe. Um, He'll just, like, bike around or travel by train, I guess, and with his guitar. And he books shows, like, through people who just invite him to their house. And he stays there and he plays for, like, a group of people and their friends. And then he'll go to the next city and just, like... Tra- you get to like see Europe and you get to meet people like in their home and have a party after and that's so cool yeah it's the one thing that I like kind of regret it like I love my home I do but we can't have like could we have yeah, like a could. band in here because have you ever been to Peterborough and played in Peterborough no oh lovely lovely I tried community. actually you know, when I went on tour I tried but they they didn't get back to me. Well, that's because this. Well, that's okay, because the spill recently closed down, and oh, that was the go-to fun. spot yeah. for. Yeah. Um, for... Have you tried to get into the garnet. Yeah, Maybe? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's I I like the garnet. I think it's a nice place for shows. I could definitely see you there. Why they wouldn't get back to you? Well, like that's kind of on them. Like that's that's hello that, Peterborough. That doesn't no. that doesn't bode well <laughs> for them. You know what I mean? Like they need some fresh, beautiful like talent in there because. I'm not going to say anything negative about them. Um, <laughs> you could have a little concert in here, though. 
Okay, because when I lived in Peterborough, house shows were my favorite thing to host. We had them all the time. And so that's why it's like, no, we're not musicians, but we created the space and the environment to invite them in to set them up. So like I lived in a full house with a bunch of girls that had a porch, two living rooms, a kitchen, and then an upstairs. So So in the first living room is where we had the band. Then the people would extend into the second living room and then even into the kitchen. And then we had the upstairs area. And then so we had some of the best times of my life have been at house shows and that, I like, would love to have one again. Okay. We should uh, let's yeah. talk. We will let's talk. talk. <laughs> Absolutely, because it's like this is what the struggle is with. I think being an art, it's like commerce versus like the art of it, and it's like hard to find the balance because I want to make this like my career. Like I don't want it to just be a hobby, or else like I won't be able to play as much as I even don't. I'm pursuing a full time, and I don't even have that much time to like play. So, like I love the house concerts because, like the whole point for me is like music allows me to connect with myself. So then it's like a medium for everybody to connect in the room. And like someone said this to me recently with why it's so important. It's it's obvious, but like our world is becoming so synthetic. And like even especially in Western world, like everybody has their own room and like we're so separate and like individual. And it's so important to feel like just connected with everybody. And that's what you like. I think that's why you even go to concerts or the best concerts are like when everybody's like moving together and like there's just this like indescribable energy so that's like what i'm trying to do with my music that's amazing if you reach like coldplay level success my god would you still want to like throw in some house shows here and there like i think for sure yeah that would be we'll hold you to it okay (laughs) cool but that's why i thought thought coldplay was really amazing because even in that huge space it felt like I like left like I actually went with like my dad's new girlfriend at the time. We left like holding hands like it was, I, I became friends with like everybody around me. It was like just really special. It does seem really positive, and so you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's such an art to like when musicians can make huge concerts intimate. Like it can be done. So that's true. Yeah. Hope well, to get to that level. <laughs> just keep going. Keep mm-hmm. going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thanks, guys. When um. I was in Nepal a couple years ago at this time. I stayed at a place called the Art House of Kathmandu. And it was just my friend Mark who's from Barrie. And he went to Kathmandu and he rented pretty much an entire house. And every room was filled with like at least one. I had my own room. But uh, one or two um, kinds of artists or musicians. Pretty much everybody there was an artist, musician of some kind. And so they would have dinners um, once a week where everybody who was in attendance had to like perform one or two different things. That's so cool. And um, I honestly met some of the like best friends of my life there. And like, you know, Robin would paint outside and Mark kind of did everything. And oh. uh, Max and Simeon were musicians and Henny and I did yoga. And so... As close as you can get to like we, utopia. It was com- <laughs> and it was communal living. And like... And, I would be in my room and my room was kind of like the chill zone. It was the most organized. It was the neatest. It was kind of the yoga room. And so people would come in my room all of the time. There was no locks on doors. Um, it was just that sounds so, so cool. Like, beautiful and creative. And the energy there must have been incredible. I came back and that's when the podcast happened. It was the, one cool. of the best times of my life. Nice. That's amazing. Yeah. And you want to bring that into like, like your life, your everyday life. Um, it would be so amazing if there was like a building in Toronto where like artists like the Chelsea in yeah, New the York we were talking about like Patti Smith and just like all the artists that you know like went through that space and you like I just imagine that the energy there must have been amazing. so cool well actually in Montreal there's this place called the Jam House I'm sure they wouldn't mind me putting it out here like it's on St. Dominic like right off of um, Duluth 
in the plateau. That was one of the first places I found it. It pretty much is that. It's like, I wouldn't call it a commune because everybody does have their own room. So there's like 30 people that live there at any given time. And it's just like they have jams every, like every Friday. They do yoga on the roof. And it's just like 30 just like other artists or just like people who want to like just live differently. And you can just go even if you don't live there. They have like a courtyard in it. Like I would go in there and just like play piano in there. That must be like the most creative time. Yeah. Like in an artist's life is like living around other It's so cool. And- but then the flip side of that, it's like everything needs balance. Because like I've heard of people living there in other places like that where they almost like aren't productive in any way because mm. it's like it becomes too social. And they're like, I, yeah. I wasn't playing piano or like doing anything. Or like focusing on your own work. You're like focusing on other people's work. Or- yeah. I made sure to move like right around the corner from there. So I was like, I have my space, but I can go to the jam house. <laughs> and we talked about this in our Zappa episode, everybody living at the log cabin and all of the city, little silly little bickerings that would go on. Like I remember at the art house, like, um, like Zasha freaking out because Mark ate her craft dinner or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's like the beach, you know, that movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's like utopia, but there's humans there. End so murder. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're all just trying. <laughs> all right. But that's why the last thing I'll say about yeah. the music thing, like it's able to like, and why I like those concerts where it's like everyone's closing their eyes is like everybody has like their ego or like what they want or like success. But music is something that's so like transcends that and which is so cool. Like there's not that many things in life that are like that. So I don't know. That's like why I love it. It's nice to you. It's it kind of brings it back to we also just did an episode on Bob Dylan and like Greenwich Village in the 60s and it's pronounced Greenwich <laughs> is it really no but I made that mistake like <laughs> too many times on this podcast okay that makes me feel better <laughs> um but yeah like the folk music scene and how they all it was like very communal and they shared like songs and and if one person found like a new great one like they wanted everyone to hear it and it it just sounds like such a amazing space to be a part of whether you're a musician or mm-hmm. just like a lover of music you know? yeah i think it's just so important because to have something that makes you inspired or like above yourself makes you want to be above yourself and like above your human like some bad human tendencies because it's like i feel like everybody's always like oh i wish i lived at this time or like i wish do you guys hear the book sapiens no it's intense my roommate is reading it right now <laughs> oh my god it's the most intense book ever but like it talks about before that like it goes through pretty much all of time but it goes before like agriculture revolution and when people are foragers and like the whole time i was reading the book i was like i just want to go back to being a forager mm-hmm. but i'm sure there was shit going on then too yeah <laughs> you know like childbirth or like people just killing people like mm-hmm. i thought it was really interesting though because um he talks about just right away that there was never like one way for humans to live like there was peaceful tribes there was violent tribes there, like there's there's monogamous polygamists like we're trying to figure out the right way to live but even though there was never like yeah one way yeah um I'm definitely one of those people who like romanticizes the past and Same. I always like wish I could have been there. And that's sort of <laughs> something like um, with the podcast over time, it's actually been like sort of like the opposite. Like I'm now realizing, yeah, really? like um, a lot of these women, like you, you think, man, I wish I were with like 
a member of Fleetwood Mac or Zig <laughs> Zeppelin or and then you hear the like the stories of these women and you're like, wow, that wasn't so great. <laughs> like I definitely would not have liked that, you know, and it is like nice in a way. It's like I can be here right now and be happy with that, you know? Yeah. And we've written ourselves into rock and roll history anyways. <laughs> if you go to our Instagram, there's, like, pictures of, like, Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd and then us. And then, <laughs> and then like, trying to get in contact with the, people, with the people who were there and then getting their story firsthand and being like, I guess that's as close as you could get yeah, pretty exactly. much in terms of, like, time traveling. So I'm excited to check out your Wikipedia page. Hey, oh, we don't have one. Should have one. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> because I probably like edit Frank Zappa's page and like put yourself in. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if one of our <laughs> listeners would make us one. I me bet, too, me too. I, I actually yeah. once tried to make myself a Wikipedia page, but it didn't work. I don't know why. But I'm not very tech savvy, so I think that's. If they, if you guys want to help me too, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Get someone on that. Well, speaking of tech savvy, there's an, that's a good segue. Yes. We wanted to ask you about your oh Instagram. Uh-huh. There are two little things that you have written there. One is follow your philosophy. And the other one is that you describe yourself as a fangirl. Mm-hmm. So we'd like you just to elaborate on like both of those. Elements. Okay, Although cool. Now talking to you, I'm starting to I'm starting to understand what follow your philosophy probably yeah. does mean to you now okay. that we're going to know you each other. It? Well, I think just talking about how you were saying like you don't believe in fate, but you do know and you are spiritual. You do know that you can carve your path, that you can create what you want, that you know all you have to that, that your life is like yeah. a blank page exactly. and that you're the one who's writing it. Exactly. Really? And so I think in terms of what your philosophy is, well, that could be kind of anything, but I think for you it's to give but to also allow yourself to receive mm-hmm. and and that kind of thing. Like I think you get how the workings kind of go. You give, you get, and it can't all be one way. And to receive the world, you must give unto it. So I think that's probably what I'm getting cool, from Cool, I'm going to steal your answer. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I just made that like a couple that years ago. I didn't think about it. That's a great answer. <laughs> but like that is, I think, how I feel about it. It's like what I something I love about music too, it's like it's not harming anyone. You know, like there's so much. I just feel like the world would be better if like everybody did follow their philosophy, if people really like listened more to their instinct and their intuition and really like, Mm. this is coming from like, I I've had like an amazing, like I'm so fortunate. You know what I mean? Obviously there's people in the world that like don't have a choice to do what they love. But if you do like, there's so many struggles with that, but like try, you know? And this like there, like I'm, I struggle with music all the time. Like I definitely lose hope in it or like, feel like I'm working all the time and like not making like a living at it yet and like that I'm not even playing music a lot of the time but like I'm so but what is the alternative you know what I mean but you see your sorry it's okay you you see your abundance and you are you obviously have a gratitude practice and Mm -hmm. you you are seeing the wealth that you have in terms of you can make your choices of what you want to do you can live how you want to live and maybe it's not measuring up yet in terms of like what the standard definition of wealth might be Mm -hmm. but as long as you continue to grow those other things I think I believe eventually it's going to all balance out for you and from what I've heard and what I've read about you and what I'm getting it's like so I think it's also just the process you're like, on a great track it's, it brought me to like right now like that's so cool yeah so that's what I'm really trying to embody all the time is like the process it's good to re- remember too like if it's usually like the hardest things that are the, like the most worth 
you know, going after. Mm -hmm. If everything came easy, you wouldn't appreciate things the way, you know, you do when you do reach those goals. It's, it's definitely true. (laughs) And like, we're talking about like when you, how you guys have been interviewing different like celebrities, but like all of them like have so much shit too. Like when you, when you end up like reading their Wikipedia page, you're like, Oh man, like they had to deal with so much stuff. Yeah. No one has an easy road. No. And nobody can like plan out everything. Like you can have all the stuff and then it can be taken away from you or like you lose someone so important. Mm -hmm. So especially in the arts, there's like, there isn't just like one road. It's not like go to school, get that degree, get that job. It's like, it is about like networking and Mm -hmm. finding your place and finding the right people you want to work with. And that's, I think the biggest key. Yeah. Like you, that was like something I learned really early on with the music thing. Cause I was like in this little band and I had to break up with them like three months in. It was like breaking up with like three guys at once. One of them like understood one of them like just didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> if they're not listening. Um, but like working with people that like fit with you is like, there's no point of doing it another way. It's just going to cause you so much anxiety or like, it's not going to get you where you want. Yeah. Wherever that is. Talk about being a fangirl. Yeah. Fangirl. <laughs> okay. That's the best thing to talk about. What's the best when you find like a new band that you love? I feel like as a fangirl, like, I don't want to actually meet any of these people because then like they are people. Yeah. And like, it's so weird. Like when you listen to music, and you're like, I know you. And like, you don't even know me. <laughs> um, but like, it's the best. Feel. I feel like even more before I was in music, I was even more of a fangirl. Cause like, that was my only way. Like it, that was like where my passion just sort of like sat. Yeah. Um, but I'm very much like front row. Want to dance. Like, just like want to like, get as close as possible Uh, music festival to another show um one fangirl two groupies down i could take on being a groupie okay i have a couple bands in the city that i'm a groupie for so you guys can actually and they're playing they'll get a shout out here too so this band called pudding they're fun name yeah they're playing at the dakota on march 8th and like it's a dance party i'll put it in my calendar okay it's so fun. It's like, because you know how Toronto sometimes can be a little bit like reserved and like people aren't dancing when you're like, everybody should be dancing. This is like a night that people like are down on the ground. This is why like groupies or fangirls, <laughs> like we have the most fun. Yeah. And we inspire the other people to loosen up a little bit. Yeah. And dance. Dance. Yeah. Yeah. We're the first I need to get in touch with my inner fan. Because like going to music festivals is just like... That's the utopia, you know? Uh, just yes. like everybody's like very peace and love and like you can just like hug people. I love it. Because <laughs> not only about like the band, you know, it's like about the whole like atmosphere. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. We should, before we should watch Almost Famous. Yeah. <laughs> we got a whole night fun now. We've never watched it together, have we? No, we haven't. It's so good. It's okay. So good. Oh, I'm bad at quoting, but there's so many good quotes have in that movie. Have you seen the director's cut? No. It's the super long version. And he's talking Pretty, about it or something? It's like... Oh, no. Although that's interesting, too. Yeah. Um, the director's commentary Ooh. is what you're thinking of. It's like of. 40 minutes added, and it's almost all of, like, Penny Lane. Yeah. Because a lot of the stuff that they cut out was a lot of, like, Penny Lane stuff. So one of the scenes that they cut out was she had a birthday party. Cool. And, uh, and they go to, like, the radio station. Is that in there? Yeah. Yeah. That's so fun. There's, the lo- uh, there's a longer scene where they're in the room... Um, at the hotel. At the hotel where... Uh, like they go to the ice, the ice room, okay. you know, and yeah, yeah. she follows him in and then the, the jacket goes up on the little door, yeah, but there's a them. longer scene where he's in there with her. Interesting. And telling her about YouTube. all the, 
Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. It's just it's such it's a, the best. She's so good. I can't watch the theatrical. I still love the theatrical, but the other one, it, there's just so much more heart in it because, like, you really get a better sense of her character. Yeah. She's such. She's so good. I love when she says something like, um, whenever I'm feeling lonely, I just, like, pop on yeah. the radio and, like, spend time with my friends. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I, I really butchered it. No, no that's it's, a, like it's pretty close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's like why people are fangirls. Pretty close. Like, yeah, that's like when the music. You're like, wow. Like I feel like that too. Or like, yeah. or like it just. I don't know. When it hit, just hits the spot. The power of music. When the power hits you. It's like, One oh my good goodness. thing about music. And when yeah, it hits, you we, feel no pain. Is that like? We can't all early? be musicians. <laughs> Obviously. Picture of your theme song. <laughs> <laughs> like when it starts. <laughs> yeah, we can't all be musicians, but. It's nice that there are musicians out there who can capture like exactly what you're feeling at a specific mm-hmm. moment, and you can just like look up that song and be like, "Oh my god, yes, I'm like I'm here, I'm right here right best. now." Yeah. Um. Okay. So let's combine this last one okay. together. Sure. So, I'm excited. Um, the song woke up this morning you did a collaboration yeah, and so you can co- correct me if I'm saying the name wrong because I've only ever read. Pinio and Loeb? Yeah, I think Pinio and Loeb. Okay, yeah, so I've right. never read it. I've not heard the names. And then I saw, okay, it was, they're from Halifax. And mm-hmm. I went, oh, I wonder what the East Coast connection was. They told me you went to Dalhousie. But then the one thing, and the song is amazing. The video is incredible. Yeah, um, I, like I read that the song, that it, uh, it was quoted as, it stands out as a statement of sexual empowerment. So, like, obviously we have to jam Talk on that. that. Okay. <laughs> I didn't write that. <laughs> no, funny, somebody yeah. did. Somebody yeah. did. Well, Sorry, I don't know who you are, whoever wrote that. Because <laughs> g- it's so funny because to me, like, that's not where I came from when I was writing the song. Mm. If anything, it was very much just like kind of despair of like feeling disgust with myself and like not even just about sex, but just like, it, so the song is about going home with the wrong person and like just how that can just make you feel awful. Um. But for like, I think getting it out there was like, especially making that video and putting that out there was empowering to me because it's sort of like, there's so many things that like aren't talked about that often. And it's like, there's so many, everybody does that. And like, unless you're like in a long-term relationship, like you are going home with the wrong person quite often, you know? (laughs) And like, um, what else do I want to say about this song? I hope, like, I hope it's empowering. Like, what did you guys get from the video? Like for me, it was more just like trying to figure myself out and like, Mm -hmm. why did I do that? Because mm-hmm. then I'm not even really about, like, the sex. It's more just, like, questioning, like, those two voices in your head. Like, I know my voice was telling me not to. But then for some reason, that quieter voice, like, got louder. I think it's really interesting that you came at it from a different way. But there's also, I guess, just it is, like, a sexual empowerment song. Just for the fact that, like, we're women and, like, we we can make these choices. Whether they turn out to, you know, be good choices or bad choices. There mm-hmm. are choices. And... You know, we should be able to figure that out on our own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also think, I don't know if this answers the question, but like, you know, like you're, everybody is so like layered, but you have like the image that you put out there. And that's why Instagram is so, or like social media is so weird. Cause like, I'm obviously like putting out whatever I want people to see. So for me, it was like kind of cool to put out something that was very different from like all the other things I put out. And like, yeah, I can be like sweet and come off sometimes as maybe innocent. That's what. That's what I've been told. Yeah, you should see this face. <laughs> but like an angel. <laughs> but I don't think that should take away from like that I also obviously have sex or like or make bad decisions, you know? 
It's like everybody has all, all that stuff. That's good. And yeah, <laughs> I think I think the quote is correct. Mm-hmm. Cool. It Yay. Is. That's so that makes me feel good cuz like I want to empower people through yeah. music. So. And cool. there's layers there. And it's relatable. Great. <laughs> and yeah. it's hot. It's hot. Right? I'm so happy I had two hot on-screen boyfriends. Oh, I love it. Non-boyfriend No, boyfriend. this is great. And, like, we talk about so much of this kind of stuff in our podcast and double standards and about, mm-hmm. you know, like, the sexual revolution and women's lib. And so it's just um, – this is this is really great. Yeah, and I think that ties into. I don't even know if you need to put this on there, but like, okay. like I think it ties into that because I think a huge part of it is cultural. Like, I don't think that as much guys go home with someone they regret and it bothers them as much. Mm-hmm. Like, and like I guess part of it is like that cultural thing. Like mm-hmm. that he scores every night, but oh poor girl, she goes home and it's like oh yeah. this no, it's just like a different guy again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm, Although awesome. my parents had to watch that. That was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> my dad listens to the podcast. Yeah, well, so mine, so. <laughs> Enjoy the song. Yeah. This is who we are. Like, I'm, I'm lucky enough, and I know Lynx has said she's lucky enough, that we have families that have never, like, like or like you know my i have two brothers um you know mom dad they're like uh they listen they know who i am they they know that i've had multiple relationships multiple relationships at one time and everybody's just really accepted it and just been like that's you that's what you're doing and you're happy and um didn't didn't like it when i got hurt with but not that that happened a lot and it was yeah it was really nice to feel supported with your life to your family yeah and just Like, on the podcast, too, like, there are, just to let other people know, like, you can be open about it, too, and even if you don't have as understanding a parent, maybe talking about it, like, from here on out will make, you know, it easier for the next generation to talk to their parents about it, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. on. And you can change your, you, like, I think relationships can change, like, with your friends, even, like, because some friends I'm really open with, and some friends that just, like, ooh, I can't talk about that for some reason. Or, like, even my family, like, we're close, but we don't really talk about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Not that I'd want to talk details about that, mm-hmm. but, like, I would like to be more open with my family. And I think that's, like, a good intention. Mm-hmm. Also, I have my little keyboard if you want to yeah. play a song. perfect. So that's exactly where I was going to go. So we can, yeah, set up your keyboard and we'll hear a song. And then you can kind of let everybody know where would be a good spot to go and find you and where they can come and watch you play and how they can buy your music okay, and well, to dance on March all that 8th. stuff. Yeah, yeah, we're going to do that. And you know what? Like for the first time, um, I was out at a bar and so when I introduced myself or somebody introduced me, they were like, yeah, you're Shanti and from the podcast. Aww. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> That's so cool. So it would be like so wicked if people who are listening who live in Toronto, although it seems like a lot of our listeners are from the U.S., but yeah. we're cool. from the States. But it would be really cool if like we had Toronto listeners that were like, I'm going to go to the show because I listened that Avery yeah. and Lynx and Shanti are all going to the show and then they can come and join That's us and dance with us. Yeah. Come on a road trip. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'll sing Woke Up This Morning. <gasps> Do you guys want to hear that? I could sing a different one. Whatever you want. You want. Um, there's so many songs I want to sing. <laughs> Is this good? Yeah. Okay. I'm just sorry. I just like almost started losing my mind already. <laughs> Perfect. You guys can snap if you want for the beginning. Woke up this morning with his head on my chest. Now, I wish that you were better than you were instead. 
Woke up this morning with an ache in my chest. I wish that I'd woken up with you in my bed. Oh, I keep on running away with somebody else. Should have just come over, then you'd know, and I won't wonder about why I didn't say. But you walk away from me. I was a fool. Woke up this morning without you. Woke up this morning with his head on my chest. Um, his empty kisses feeling nothing but the skin on my neck. But tell me who do I run to now? Tell me who do I run to now? I don't have you. I keep on running away with somebody else. Should have just come over, then you'd know, and I won't wonder about what I didn't say. Watch you walk away from me. I was a fool. Woke up this morning without you. Ooh. Woke up this morning without you. Without you. so much for having me oh my god your voice is like so soulful and uh, thank you, you thank it. you thank you, you thank you yeah it's so mm-hmm. fun to like get to talk about what you're passionate about yeah. it's one thing to like watch it online and listen to it but then to have it in front of you it's just oh my god my heart and i'm just fangirling up Yay! for you yeah. <laughs> cool oh, it's awesome need some fangirls oh. house shows House shows. Like I'm I said, so guys, <laughs> this is the start of a beautiful friendship. And thank you to Eric for bringing us together. Shout out, Shout that out to Eric. Alper. That Eric Alper. <laughs> thank you so, so much for coming over. This has been an absolute blast. You thank have you two new, very happy and dedicated oh, fans. And we want to say you have an EP. An EP, yeah. And tell people where they can go to find that. It's digital, available everywhere on Spotify, iTunes. Um, and if you don't have that, you can message me and I'll send you a link. Perfect. <laughs> okay, this so please is... follow me on Instagram, Avery Florence yeah. Music. Yeah. yeah. We'll cool. put all that down on the page cool. as well. And yeah. April 4th, I'll see you guys at the Dakota. That's the night I'm playing. Yes. Can't wait. Me neither. Okay. I'm trying going to try to get a band that will make us dance after. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Cool. So this has been Avery Florence, and we have been Muses and Stuff. Thank you for listening. We'll (laughs) see you next week. Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleep Wave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleepwave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep.
to my voice. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.